I still get nervous uh, before I record one of these. It's like the way I used to uh, when I would do stand-up comedy. Uh, my nerves would be a fucking wreck. I mean, even if I was just going to do a five-minute um, open mic set, you know, where the jokes don't really matter, even then, you know, I would still, uh, you know, get nervous about it. And even if I have, you know, like tonight, I got a bunch of notes. So I got all kinds of this stuff to talk about. You know, but I still, you know, get that pang of anxiety uh, before the show starts. Welcome to your parenting podcast. This is episode, what, 22, 23? I think 23. I should probably have researched that before I uh, started recording. But oh well. You get the raw feed. I'm your host, Jeremy Bamford. As always, um, eventually I'm probably going to start having guests. Um, of course, I have to figure out how to do that. I'll probably do like, I know you can record um, like the Skype phone calls. I'll probably do something like that and get people's, different people's perspective on, you know, different types of parenting and all the stuff that we talk about and have a little giggle with each other about. Um, man, I don't even know where to start. Um, we got the dog. Um, almost, uh... Oh, shit, sorry. Sorry if I made any of you yawn, but it's been a long day. It's, uh... I think after 10 o'clock at night now, and I've been awake since 6 in the morning with the dog, because we're trying to potty train the dog, and that's going uh, about as well as you can imagine, because the dog's only 7 weeks old. Um, I mean, we've made some progress, I mean, we've only had her, I mean, today's Wednesday, we got her Sunday, I mean, there's still been, you know, some accidents on the floor Thankfully, she's she's little, so she doesn't pee so much. Um, she's a golden retriever, purebred with papers. And uh, her name is Zara, Z-A-R-A. I think that's also a clothing store. It's um, not why we named her. I forget uh, where we even got that name. But somewhere on the internets. But... Uh, I was trying to keep my distance emotionally from the dog because I've uh, I had a dog once before. I mean, I've had several dogs, but the uh, the one I loved the most. Um, her name was Luna. She was a half uh, black lab or lab mix, whatever they want to call it, and, and half greyhound. I want to say Italian greyhound because she was a little smaller. Um, she was uh, she was definitely a high-maintenance dog. Um, but uh, that was my first, like, real, real heartbreak. Um, you know, through some circumstances... You know, I eventually had to give her away. Um, you know, my dad at the time was very sick. He was in the process of 
well, of dying, basically. Um, and I just, you know, I was spending so much time with him and kind of neglecting the dog, and she needed, you know, a lot of attention, a lot of exercise. So I found a family, um, you know, a few towns over that had a lot of land, you know, and that worked out. That was my first... That was one of the first the heartbreaks I've ever had that, like, you think you're never going to heal from. I'm not talking about, like, the puppy love, you know, pun intended, of, you know, your first girlfriend. And it's like, oh, my God, we're, I'm never going to be whole again after my fifth grade girlfriend left me. You know, but this was like that deep sadness. It was, you know, and I, I even mentioned today that was the, you know, second worst heartbreak I've ever had, a heartache, whatever you want to call it. You know, well, the first was my dad because he died about a month later after I gave her away. And of course, you know, I wasn't going to ask for her back. You know, when she already was, was comfortable with a new family. And it's like I've, you know, kind of compared every dog, or I still compare every other dog to her, and I know that's not healthy, probably. But, you know, I'm not perfect. Um... So this this new dog, Zara, I've been trying to, I was going to try to just keep my emotional distance, but uh, I'm, you know, rapidly falling in love with this little doggie. Even though she's uh, very frustrating, because I can tell she's going to be a digger, because she's already tried to dig into the carpet and dig into, you know, the furniture. She's definitely a chewer, because she chews on fucking everything. And not just the chewy toys, but it's like if you you pet her too long, she'll just decide that instead of licking you, she'll just chew on you. She'll chew on your shoes if you leave them out, your socks, your flip-flops. Um, so we're trying to kind of break her of those habits, you know, to only chew on you know, her, own, her own toys. Um, I mean, as much as I worried about myself and the dog, you know, I was worried about the kids just because she's, you know, kind of high energy. Um, you know, Grayson was a little afraid of her just because... She has those little sharp needle puppy teeth. And she puts her mouth on you a lot. And she doesn't really bite. She just kind of, you know, puts her mouth on you. But those teeth are so sharp, your first instinct is to pull away and it scratches the shit out of you. I mean, I think everybody in the house has some kind of wound from her. I mean, she, you know, you can tell she's not being aggressive, but, you know. And she also knows when she's in trouble. And she has this weird kind of posture when... You know, I catch her chewing on something or, you know, the couple of times she's, you know, peed or pooped on the floor. She has that look of shame. So, I think as they have eyebrows, they can express so much emotion. But uh, she's, uh, I think she's mostly going to be Logan's dog. Um, just because she, or he has going to be the most time with her. Because Isaiah still takes a nap, you know, two, three hours a day. You know, Grayson's in school. You know, and Logan just, he loves this dog. You know, this morning, um, Cynthia and the boys were going to Animal Kingdom um, for the day. Um, and, uh, you know, I was helping her get the kids ready in the morning, and I, because um, I didn't get to go because I had to work. And, you know, I wake Logan up in the morning, you know, like as soon as he opens his eyes, first thing he says, where's Zara? He's, you know, then he says, I want to go play with Zara. And he's like, as soon as he wakes up, that's just that's just his, his pal. 
And uh, and Isaiah loves it. I don't know what, what Isaiah does. Like, he just, when she jumps around, he just starts, stands there and just laughs at her. And it's so funny. Just to see him laugh so hard. And even when, you know, she'll grab onto his pant leg and he'll try to run away from her and drag her around in a circle. And he's laughing his ass off. And I'm yelling at the dog to stop chewing on him. But, uh, yeah, this is our, our family. You know, finally, uh, I guess, feels complete. You know, Grant, this is mostly, uh, you know, Cynthia's, you know, Cynthia's dog. I mean, I guess it's for the whole family, but she's been wanting this dog for a long time. And, uh, and Grayson, you know, he's, he's warm enough to her. He likes the dog. He also, I think maybe he, he really likes more the idea of the dog. Because um, he's still, you know, he is still a little afraid of her. But he's, he's working on it. And uh, speaking of other Grayson news, um, last, I think it was last week, uh, we're sitting at the dinner table, and my wife looks at Grayson and says, oh, tell Daddy what you told me. And I'm like, oh, God. It's like, is it a bully? You know, did he get in trouble at school? And then he just looks at me and just says, Daddy, I have a girlfriend. <coughs> and I'm like... I didn't know what to say. I just kind of stared at him. And then everybody started laughing because I guess I had a funny look on my face. I didn't even know. I had so many questions. I didn't know where to start. Yeah, and he said, uh, God, what did he say her name was? He said her name was Nevea, which I think is just heaven backwards. Um, I know that was a popular name a few years ago. But, you know, he says, oh, she's so pretty. And yeah, I really want you to meet her. This is my five-year-old telling me this. And, uh, you know, and I, you know, I love her and I kissed her twice. And I said, you know, where'd you kiss her? And he said, oh, on the arm. <laughs> so I just, I, I didn't really know what to do. I just kind of, I just said, okay. <laughs> um. You know, I was like, is she special to you? And he, he said, yeah. And I said, okay. I said, I guess I just invite her to your birthday party. And then he said, oh, I also have to give an invitation to, um, I forget some other little girl's name. And I said, oh, is she in your class? He said, no, she's not in my class, uh, but she's my old girlfriend. So he's already on to girlfriend number two, and I'm just fucking hearing about it. It's like, I think I aged 20 years during that conversation. Like I drank from the wrong grail in Indiana Jones. I didn't I didn't know how to handle it. It was like such a totally new situation. I mean, I wasn't mad, obviously. I mean, he was you know, he was five. I know it's innocent. You know, it's not like I'm gonna catch him banging her in the guest room. You know, it was at the same time, you know, it's like I don't know, I just wasn't prepared. Uh, I don't even I have so many random notes. Some of this podcast may jump around a little bit. I was trying to add a little more structure. You're near the end, I'm going to have a new little segment. Sorry, I'm trying to move around and get comfortable. I'm here in the guest room because um, Isaiah's being difficult. The last couple of nights, he just doesn't want to go to sleep. So last night, I took care of it. Thankfully, tonight, uh, Cynthia's taking care of it so I can record my show. 
this. Sorry if I jump around. A lot of this podcast will be all over the place. Um, what the hell is that? I don't even know what I wrote here. Oh, I thought uh, I saw an advertisement for some. There's some store you're doing a, a going out of business sale. And I always thought that was like so weird. It's like when you see a store that has a, a going out of business sale. It's like all of a sudden it's like they're full of customers. And I almost feel like the employees almost resent you. You know, it's like, oh, you know, where the fuck were you? You know, we had our regular hours. You, know, you only come here when we when we got sales. And obviously the logical answer is, you know, yeah, of course. You know, especially if it's like a weird niche store, like a hat store. It's like, how many fucking hats do you need? You know, I was like, but if you're selling them for, you know, $3, I can go down there and get a couple and be satisfied with it. It's like those uh, those multi-level marketing things and try to rope you in. That's how the, the you know they get you in the door with those you know, going out of business sales, and then they still have a few expensive things that they try to get rid of. But those you know multi-level marketing things, I don't know. I've probably ranted about them before on the show. Um, you know, those are basically the, like the you know the Mary Kay the you know, the it works, the young living, the unique, the all the shit that basically you have to buy into. You know, Lou LaRoe, that one's probably the worst. Those fucking you know, leggings that are so god-awful. And I don't know when we decided that the leggings are, are pants. They, they are not really pants. You know, I feel like they should be like under a, a skirt or a... You know, a mini dress or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, those those MLMs, you know, they prey on, you know, stay-at-home parents. It's like, oh, you can make money from your home. And, you know, first, you know, give me $1,000 so you can buy all this merchandise that no one wants. And then you got to recruit, you know, 10 of your friends and have them join your team. You know, hashtag, you know, boss babe and all that other shit. You know, side hustle, you know, whatever they call it. And it's like, no one makes money from that shit. You know, the people that invented that company make money from it. No one else does. You know, it's like you end up making, you know, less than what, you know, servers make an hour before tips. Trying to sell that garbage. I don't know. Because then it's like, you know, you get somebody sending you a message that you haven't talked to in forever on fucking Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, you know, haven't talked to you in years, how's everything? And they rope you in with a normal conversation. And then it's like, oh, by the way, you want to join my team, you know, selling, you know, fucking tail warmers to platypuses, you know, whatever the fuck it is. I mean, it's hard enough, you know, making friends as an adult. You know, I'm down to, for the most part, one friend that I care to see on a regular basis. And it's like, if I wanted to make new friends, it's like, I don't really know what to do. Like, I don't really know how to to invite someone in that way. It's weird. It's like, you're trying to impress somebody enough to say, oh, do you want to, you know, learn more about my life and... 
I guess I don't even know what I'm talking about because I don't know. I'm you know making friends as an adult is so fucking weird. Like I don't know how to open up to someone. You know, that starts off as a stranger. I'm sorry for that noise in the background. If you heard it, that was the mosquito truck going by. That's definitely a uh, a southern thing, a Florida thing. Because you know, Florida has mosquitoes, you know, so fucking big you can ride them to work. And there's a truck that drives around uh, neighborhoods, you know, spraying this. I'm sure it's just poison into the air to kill the mosquitoes. Because they didn't seem to serve any real value. Besides keeping the bat population large. You know, now that we, uh, now that we got the fence, you know, the kids can play in the backyard a lot more often. But it's like, you know, there's so many, you know, so much wildlife in Florida. And most of that is, is bugs. You know, so I'm trying to, you know, get the kids to get used to, you know, bug spray, things like that. You know, because they, you know, play in the backyard while they try not to destroy all the toys that we get out there. Because we bought these little playhouses and, you know, swing sets and what have you. You know, and of course, you know, I'm sure a frisbee's going to end up on the roof sooner or later. And then I have to, you know, threaten them. You know, you know, if you don't start treating your toys nice, we're gonna, you know, give them to a dragon so he can set them on fire. You know, because like we used to just say, oh, you know, we're gonna give them to kids that are more grateful, or we're gonna throw them in the garbage. It doesn't seem to affect them anymore. You got to come up with, with threats they can relate to. You know, speaking of the house, we're gonna start the garden this weekend. Um, now, anyone who knows me knows that I don't know shit about gardening. So I do have someone that's gonna come over and you know help me get it started. You know, we have all the materials. You know, a few plants, try and grow, you know, some tomatoes, the fucking Cherokee tomatoes, kid. Yeah, I found a little plant of those. We can grow those you know, big purple bastards that are so good. Um you know, some banana peppers, you know, a little dill. You know, just to grow a little and it's not gonna be a huge thing, just about the size of like a wooden pallet, just like a small you know, a small little garden that hopefully the fucking dog won't dig up. Um, so I'm excited about that. And, uh, you know, our helper's coming over and she can, you know, obviously I'll do my some research on my own as well, but just, you know, so she can help me not only get it set up, but teach me how to maintain it. You know, because Florida, it's either, you know, you're under three feet of water from all the rain or it's, you know, dry as a desert and everything's on fire. But uh, so we're doing that, and we're trying to make the house look nice. I mean, the front yard, you know, starting to look fucking great. We got these, you know, decorative little rocks that kind of make this little border around the front. We're going to put down some red mulch, kind of make it pop a little bit. We got these little solar lights. Put a, you know, big-ass uh, American flag hanging off the front of the house. My father-in-law was over when we did that, so there's also a big-ass red truck there. You know, I wanted to get the back and just say, Woo, America. But, yeah, it's a, you know, the house is starting to feel more like a home. I'm starting to be, 
kind of eastery you know it's kind of getting there we're slowly the easter decorations are creeping into the into the house um and uh, yeah i'm fine with it i guess we got easter decorations and we kept those out you know, all the christmas stuff went up in the attic the addition out of the garage is, is for the most part clean oh man it's here again i'm sorry I don't want to make you guys wait another whole day for the for the show. Um, I know this you know, and my life is and believe me, I'm not complaining. I mean, my life is is full, it's filled, and it's fulfilled. You know, as cheesy as that sounds. You know, it's like yeah, I could trade places with somebody. Maybe they'd be miserable. But uh, you know, we have those days where it's I'm not tired and miserable at the end of the day. You know, I'm just tired. You know, it's a long day. You know, we got to see some of uh, um, Cynthia's cousin and her husband and kids, you know, came down to visit from New York. Not just to visit us, but they have other family around here. But, uh, you know, we met up with them after Grayson's soccer practice, you know, went to Chick-fil-A. I mean, they have a, you know, real beautiful family. Uh, We're going to see them again sometime this weekend. Um, and they are, you know, always welcome. Um, you know, it's nice to, like those kind of long days, it's like, you know, you can still go to bed with a little smile, even though you're just, you know, completely wiped out, exhausted. <laughs> Scrambled, exhausted. You know, and it kind of gives you that, you know, nostalgia for those days that you had as a kid where you have the same feeling. You know, especially on, you know, like summer vacation. You know, like before you had to worry about a job, you know, but you were old enough to understand, you know, basic economics for an early teenager. And I guess those are the people that grow up and complain how everything is, you know, better back in the day and everything sucks now. And it's like, dude, you're 32. You know, don't use back in the day. Like you're not old enough to have earned that yet. I've caught myself saying it, so I guess I'm just as guilty. I, um... What the fuck did I write there? I don't even know what that says. Can you read my own handwriting? Uh, Oh, annoyed with self-checkout. Yeah, I do uh, find that irritating that when you go to the self-checkout lanes, I, I feel like there should be a discount, seeing as how I'm doing some of the work. You know, not a whole lot, maybe like 10%, even like 5%. You know, it's like if I have to do all the scanning and putting them in the bags and all that stuff, it's like, shouldn't I get this a little, a little kickback? You know, it's like, I'm trying to enjoy, you know, my time away from the house because it's like... You get so wrapped up in the parenting world sometimes. It's like you get to have, you know, an hour or two to yourself and you're just kind of wandering around outside like an animal escaped from the zoo. Have that kind of wild-eyed look. And it's like, I don't want to ruin with, you know, you know unmarked item in the bagging area and you know, all that bullshit. And, and I got a you know, little red light comes on. I got to wait for the lady who hates life come over. You know, put in her little four-digit code. And you're like, you're good. 
Yeah, that kind of stuff, you know, gives me anxiety. But this is like little anxiety. Yeah, I mean, I have like the you know, the little anxiety and the big anxiety. It's like when you have a you know a proper diagnosed anxiety disorder, um, which you know a couple of my family members have issues with. I mean, they have their own anxiety disorders. They don't have issues with my anxiety disorder, is what I meant to say. I'm not going to name names, but... Um, you know, you have the... Basically, what it's like is... Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it before on the podcast, because I don't listen to my own show, because it makes me feel weird and uncomfortable. But, uh, you know, Spider-Man has... One of his superpowers is the spider sense that warns him of danger. And uh, anxiety is kind of like that. Only uh, it seems to go off randomly and there's never any danger. <laughs> you can imagine that. Uh, but there is, you know, I call it, you know, little anxiety and big anxiety. You know, little anxiety is when I'm, you know, waiting for the person in the self-checkout to come over and fix my fuck up. You know, because I didn't put the milk in a bag on top of the little thing. You know, the uh, the big anxiety is, you know, I can't handle what's happening in my little world right now and I feel like I'm going to die from it. Like that kind of, that's the big anxiety. It's like, I feel like I'm going to stop breathing. I feel like the walls are, you know, are pushing in on me. And that's, you know, the panic attacks. You know, that's not... I mean, I think I maybe have had a few. But thankfully, I'm I'm not one of those people that they get them often. Usually, my anxiety is more of a slow boil. I get little mini spikes, like I said, with the, the little anxieties. But as far as the big ones, usually it's a bunch of the little ones that stack on top of each other, and it's kind of a a slow burn. And then all of a sudden, I get to that point, yeah, you know, where I'm at a nine or a ten, and it's like, you know, if I don't get home and into my bed right now and shut out the world, you know, I'm not going to survive the day, you know. And that happens, you know, more than I'd like to admit, though I guess I just admitted it. And uh, probably need to get back on some medication for it, but I am uh, looking for a new doctor. You know, I mean, not that they're hard to find, but, you know, got to find one relatively close to the house that's taking new patients that, you know, I feel like they're going to be a little more involved than my current doctor, who's just kind of like typing away at his computer as I'm telling him all my problems. Like some kind of therapist that, you know, costs significantly less. But uh, I'm going to do this uh, little section, I guess, or a segments for the podcast I wanted to start doing. Hopefully you guys like it. There's nothing fancy. I'm, I don't know what I'm even going to call it. I can just call it, you know, things I like. I can try and recommend a few things. Um, you know, like book, movie, podcasts, you know, a product. And it's nothing in any particular order. These aren't like new things. It's like, I guess I can just get into it and we can just go from there. Um, the book I'm going to recommend is my favorite book of all time. Um, it's called House of Leaves by uh, Mark Z. Danielewski. 
and I'm 100% sure I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly. But uh, I've never heard it spoken aloud by anyone who knows, so I'm not sure how you say it, but there's only one Mark Z. Danielewski. This guy is a weird genius of a writer, and this book, House of Leaves, is... I mean, there's parts of it that are terrifying. There's parts of it that'll make you cry. I mean, and the best that I can describe it, it's a... It's about a guy who finds... <coughs> excuse me. It's about a guy who finds a manuscript written about... Written by a blind guy about a documentary about a haunted house that doesn't exist. And I can't even... It's hard enough to even say that sentence without getting a nosebleed. But it is... Uh, I mean, it's like a story within a story. I mean, some of the pages have, like, just a block of red text that's crossed out. I mean, some of the pages, the words are upside down. It's real trippy. I recommend getting, like, the complete color, you know, hardcover version of it. You get all this extra shit and these appendixes and... You know, like, Polaroid pictures and... You know, it's really a really crazy book. Um, this guy, he writes all kinds of weird, uh, weird books. His other one that I have is called um, Only Revolutions. And it's basically like you read... Um, it's about two people going on this weird road trip through like time and space. And it's like you read the book one way and like the print slowly starts to get smaller as it goes toward the top of the page. And then when you get to the end of the book, you flip it over and read it the other way. And then it's like the other person's perspective. And it's fucking weird. Um, the other thing that he's writing is a story called The Familiar. And supposedly uh, it's going to be 25 volumes. And I think he's on five. And it's kind of a similar to House of Leaves. I have the first volume only, and I haven't even had the chance to crack it open yet. But it looks just as trippy and just as thick. I don't know how this guy can write two or three, you know, 500-page books a year. Um, but I definitely recommend his book, House of Leaves. Um, you know, you can pick it up, you know, probably anywhere. But, uh, yeah, it is it's definitely my favorite book. It's one of the few books that I've read at least three or four times already. And each, each time I read it, I find something new and interesting in there. Get terrified by the same parts. You know, find different clues to, to some of the questions in there. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's definitely a great read. Um, I highly recommend it. That's not, that's, it's a book that's good enough that I wouldn't let anyone ever borrow my copy of it. <laughs> I'm just out of fear that it may get damaged or I won't get it back. Um, a movie I'm going to recommend um, is an older one, and it's called Legend. And it has Tom Cruise when he was about 19. Um, it has Tim Curry. And I'm trying to think who else is in there. Uh, Mia Sarah. Uh, I forgot. Ah, fuck. I think Billy Barty's in there, one of the famous... Uh, Little person actors. It's basically one of those medieval fantasy type things. Tim Curry plays... I believe he's the son of the devil. Though it's not really any kind of religious context. But his name is Darkness. And he has this like... I mean he's got the cloven hooves. He's seven feet tall. Has these 
you know, three foot long horns out of his head. I mean, the makeup in this movie, you know, even for the for the eighties, you know, was pretty fucking amazing. And that's one of those movies that I can probably recite to the entire thing. Um, that one I've seen at least ten times. Maybe not as much as Star Wars, but yeah, that's one of those you know gems that not too many people have seen. At least you know, people that I've talked to. Um, so yeah, the movie of the week I recommend is is Legend. You know, Tom Cruise, Tim Curry, um, definitely a good one. Sorry, I keep getting dry throat here. My voice is all cracky. <coughs> You're welcome. The uh, the podcast, probably my favorite podcast currently, and I'll probably keep recommending podcasts just because I believe podcasts are the future of entertainment. Not just because I'm doing a podcast, um, but I believe that's just. Is there are some podcasts that that are live? Um, I think Adam Carolla has one where he has a certain schedule where you can call in and get recorded on the episode. Granted, he's, you know, multi-millionaire. He can afford, you know, a high-production quality show, you know, with the bandwidth and what have you. But uh, most of my podcasts I listen to usually fall into three categories. They're, you know, paranormal, um, comedy, or stationary. And yes, I really mean stationary isn't like notebooks and pens. But uh, my current favorite podcast is called Mysterious Universe. Um, it's it's pretty popular. I mean, it's not you know, way more popular than mine. <laughs> but uh, it's two Australian guys, and they talk about all this paranormal stuff. Um, and they just they make it so entertaining. And they talk about some of the craziest. It's like they love, you know, the more absurd the story, the better. And like they, they'll laugh about it. And like they're, they're very objective. You know, it's like we're going to tell you the story, you know, from the research that we've done. They don't really say whether they believe it or not. You know, they'll kind of give their perspectives on it. Um, but it's, it is very funny. Um, as well as, you know, informative. They'll have, you know, people that do documentaries on this stuff. Um, there's a really good documentary that came out called Hellier. That's H-E-L-L-I-E-R. That's the one I eventually want to see. I've only seen little previews for it, but that's kind of a paranormal documentary. But uh, there's, you know, the guys' names are Ben and Aaron. Uh, I know they're on, you know, all the social medias. Yeah, Mysterious Universe is the uh, the podcast of the week that I'm recommending. Um, and finally, uh, my product I can recommend. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, the Field Notes Notebook. Yeah, you've heard me mention probably way too many times you know, that I always carry a, a little pocket notebook. Um, what makes Field Notes different is part of it is the format. It comes in little three packs. They're a perfect size to fit in the back pocket. They're about 50 pages front and back. Um, just for the basic uh, utilitarian viewpoint i mean they're just they're they're relatively rugged you know they do they wear pretty nice um and there's all these crazy additions i mean some people collect them I mean, there's even a facebook group called field nuts um who you know, will trade editions back and forth and and try to collect the rare ones or the ones that aren't in print anymore 
Um, you know, I love I love all the crazy additions, but I, mean, I don't really collect them to just let them sit there. I actually, you know, I, I use them. Um, and my wife, I use them enough that my wife even got me this little leather kind of sleeve for it to keep them, you know, protected, uh, which is super sweet. And now my little you know, notebooks feel naked without it. But, uh, you know, I can't recommend these enough. Uh, even people who don't carry a pocket notebook, I think it can, it can change your life. I mean, I have, you know, it's, it's a general thought dump. You know, I have grocery lists in there. I have phone numbers, appointments. I'll put just kind of reflections about things throughout the day. You know, character names for stories. You know, story ideas, you know, bits of dialogue that I come up with. You know, ideas for the podcast. You know, little notes, and then just throughout the day, I'll kind of process it. You know, it's like if the appointments need to go on my phone calendar, you know, with an alert, I'll, I'll do that. And, you know, it's like something I need to talk to Cynthia about. I was like, oh, this person, are they coming over Saturday or Sunday? You know, let's make plans for lunch, this and that. It's like it all you know, goes to the notebook. That's kind of the, you know, the prism in which, you know, most of my day is shot through. Um, and also sometimes the act of writing something down can just help you remember it a little better. And that's, you know, my, so far my favorite, you know, little thing. I mean, I have, you know, plenty of other types of notebooks, you know, as far as journals and what have you, and, you know, write pads and, and all that. But these, as far as the everyday, you know, an everyday carry notebook, you know, the field notes definitely is, is what I recommend. Um, I know you can get them off the web. I think there's there's a handful of retailers around the country that carry them, but I've always just ordered them right off the website because uh, they're based out of Chicago. Um, and they you know usually come in three packs. You know I think their basic edition I want to say is like ten bucks. You know for a three pack, and uh, you know for me usually you know one notebook will last me two to three weeks, if not a month sometimes, depending on the activity. But usually the average is about two and a half, three weeks. So I think for the the value, and I know some people, they can use these notebooks and, and fill one up in two days, yeah, that's, and that's fine. And then, you, know, I, uh, if, you know, for what I pay for them, I think it's well worth you know, the price because you know, they last a while, and I still have you know, this little you know, shoebox-sized bin you know, full of ones I haven't used yet. Because everybody you know, that knows me, that's like you know, the perfect Christmas gift, birthday gift. You know, order me a pack of those off, uh, off the website. Uh, but that is my, my recommendations for the week. I guess we'll call that the Things I Like segment. Um, I'll have some new ones for you next week. As well as you know, some more funny parenting stuff, hopefully. Um, I do appreciate all the support. Um, if you have any uh, parenting ideas... You know, life hacks, funny stories, funny kids' stories, stories about your own childhood, and even uh, things you want to recommend, you know, like parenting products. And I will lean more into, you know, that kind of stuff, the parenting lifestyle. I was just kind of testing out that segment. So even if you have, you know, a baby product you recommend or like a kid's movie that's great or even like, you know, a children's podcast that you like, you know, feel free to, to shoot me those and I can read those on the show. Um, you can send all that to uh, your parenting podcast at gmail.com. And once again, thank you for your support, and I'll talk to you guys in a week.